This is episode 339 of the AWS podcast, released on October 27, 2019. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Sam Lisher here with you. Great to have you back, and I'm joined by a special guest. I'm joined by Chad Smrutter, who is a Principal Developer Advocate here at AWS. G'day, Chad. Hey, Simon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on board. Now, you are going to talk about a really cool topic today that I'd venture to say many of our listeners aren't probably as deeply familiar with as they, they would like or maybe should be, which is a service called AWS Batch, and also how we can use AWS Batch with Spot, which is something we've spoken about quite a lot. Um, so maybe, Chad, do you want to start with just talking us through what what is AWS Batch and how would customers use it? Sure. So AWS Batch is a is a fully managed batch processing system. So basically, it takes responsibility of spinning up all the resources that you would need to run uh, an effective, scalable, and, and cost effective, um, you know, batch workload on top of AWS. So you don't need to worry about anything. It provisions the compute requirements. You know, it takes basically it takes a container that you do, that you specify a container image and, and it runs the entire platform for you. It scales based on how much work there is to do and it can scale back down when, when the jobs are finished. So again, come fully managed batch processing platform. Now, batch is probably one of those domains of, of compute workload that we don't pay as much attention to as we should because it's probably not as cool as talking about event-based and CQRS and all this other stuff. But, but batch workloads are kind of, have, have always been the foundation of IT in general. And certainly if you're a scientist or an engineer, there are certainly a lot of workloads that run at scale in a batch model. So maybe do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, the use cases you see with our customers out there in different domains? Yeah, I agree with you. It's not it's not the sexiest uh, workload, right? So batch processing, it's, it's compute and it, you know, it needs CPU and memory, but it's important. And and so, you know, it, it, almost every organization has some sort of area where, where they can take advantage of, of batch processing. Um, so common use cases include things like financial services, you know, post-trade analytics, for example, areas where you've got a large data set, you need to break it down, analyze transactions, uh, for example, execute reporting, understand market performance, et cetera. These are all these are all very common patterns um, we, sh- we see customers um, using batch at scale for. Life sciences, genomic processing, research institutions that need to process large data sets. Again, very common thing. You have a, a set of data, you, you can break it down, you want to process it, and then store the results so that you can do further analysis, sort of rinse and repeat. Digital media, visual effects rendering, for example, you know, you, you have a large scale rendering to do. You need to break it down per scene or per, uh, you know, wh- whatever it is. You can spin it up at scale on batch, let batch take care of the processing and then spit the results back out into your, your storage of choice. So th- these are, you know, th- there's many more, of course, but, but these are all very common patterns we're seeing customers run at scale with, with AWS Batch. And so they typically share the the attribute of being quite loose, loosely coupled, the ability to farm out lots of work on lots of nodes. And often what customers are trying to balance is the amount of compute power they need to get the job done and also the time it takes to get the job done. So for some use cases like trade analysis, time time is literally money, whereas others it might be we want to run the workload as cheaply as possible, not necessarily as fast as possible. Yep, absolutely. You know, the, the beauty of this is that often the more compute resources you throw at a, at a job, the faster it can get done. Flip side is, you know, if you want to um, save money, you can also take advantage of spot instances with batch together. So 
There's lots of flexibility. Uh, as you pointed out, decoupled workloads are, are a great fit for batch, and especially when you want to combine them with something like spot instances. And we'll dive into that integration because we, we talked about spot previously on, on the podcast, and this is a really good use of it. But before we even do that, I want to talk just briefly about batch itself. And one of the things that's important is AWS batch doesn't cost anything. So you only pay for the resources you use as in the compute and the storage, et cetera. The actual orchestration piece that AWS batch does doesn't cost anything. So Chad, from a, from a just uh, doing stuff perspective, what's the configuration process like to get uh, an AWS batch job up and running? So, so with batch, it's quite simple. As you pointed out, you only pay for what, what, what you ultimately spin up through AWS batch, but there's really, there's really four, four basic units within AWS batch. First being the computer environment. The computer environment are, are the fundamental, you know, resources, the, the, the EC2 instances that you will spin up or batch will spin up on your behalf to, to run the jobs. On top of that, you have the concept of job queues. Job queues are where you actually submit jobs themselves, another unit here. And then you have job definitions. So the, the, so the again, computer environment, then you have the job queues, job definitions, which define and outline what it takes to run a specific job. And then the, the jobs themselves, which you submit into the job queues. And these queues can be prioritized and, and you can you know, run them against different computer environments, depending on what the requirements are for those specific jobs that are defined in the job definition. So this is doing a lot of that undifferentiated heavy lifting of scheduling and controlling and restarting and retrying and dividing and conquering and all that stuff that often have to write a lot of code for, but this takes it away. So it, how, how quick and how quickly can someone get started with the AWS batch? You know, in a, in a few minutes, for example, again, there's nothing that, that you have to do besides telling batch what you need to run. So it basically you need to define the things that I just outlined, the computer environment, the job queues, the job definitions you need. Batch is a, is a containerized platform. So it, it runs off of, of container images. And so you basically tell it which container image hosts the, the, the binaries for your batch job. You can feed it the parameters that you need to run the batch job. Um, and, and you can even do something like create an array type of batch job where you, you, you chunk it out and break it up into different components. But uh, in a matter of minutes, you literally can have this entire service running and, and crunching, crunching compute for you. And so this is a use case that's that classic one that we we often start to talk about EC2 spot in relation to, which is there's there's lots of compute power I need. I typically only need it for a short period of time. Uh, these aren't long-lived jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So how does AWS Batch take advantage of EC2 spot to help customers run cheaper and quicker? Right. So within the computer environment for Batch, you can actually tell Batch if you would like to use on-demand instances which are you know, basically utility-based pricing for, for EC2 compute instances. And then there's also spot instances, which are spare EC2 capacity. Built into batch uh, within the computer environment is the ability to tell it, I would like to use spot instances, again, which are spare capacity available for up to 90% off of the on-demand price. And the only difference between spot instances and on-demand instances is that a spot instance can be interrupted the two minutes notice if the, the instance needs to be interrupted to, to give back to on-demand customers. Besides that, it's the same same computer environment, same everything's the same, and Batch helps you spin it all up and manages it for you. If an instance is interrupted, Batch will figure that out, replace the instance with another, and resubmit your job if, if it's in a place where it can be re resubmitted. Again, does the, does the heavy lifting for you and really tightly integrates with using Spot for, for um, scale at cost. So it sounds like kind of your default entry position if you're going to use AWS Batch is to activate Spot and only deactivate it if for some reason your particular workload doesn't suit that. Yeah, that, that's my position. I you know I, I highly recommend customers look at using Spot sort of as the, as the default standard for running um, batch processing. You know, there are certain cases, long-running jobs, 
jobs that can't be checkpointed or, or jobs that don't deal well with interruptions probably are not candidates for running batch with spot. But any other job that is, again, decoupled and can be run, um, you know, in the similar pattern that you would use batch for should should consider using spot. And you mentioned that this is a containerized platform. So what's what's the developer experience like in terms of preparing a container to run at scale on AWS batch? It's very similar for any other containerized environment. So you take a Docker container and you point your job definition at that Docker container, and then you can pass the very familiar parameters that you would do to you any um, containerized environment and, and then allow that container to take those parameters so that it can pass those to the binaries, the executables that are running in the environment. Um, and that's really all there is to it. So you can tell batch, hey, here's my container, uh, you know, running in Docker Hub and for example, and, and tell it to just check that container out for you, download it to the instance, execute the batch command and then complete. So very similar to any containerized environment. So it's kind of a, a familiar model. Now, one of the things that, that I, I know a lot of customers are looking for when they're creating their batch jobs or trying to do things, particularly in, in fluid dynamics and other types of uh, more scientific workloads, is they want a lot of compute power. And often GPUs are something that become really interesting for these types of workloads, but GPUs are custom and expensive and all that other stuff that makes it hard to get your boss to sign off on getting a whole bunch of GPUs. But we can we can use uh, something we call accelerators within AWS Batch. So maybe dive into that for us. So AWS you know, has a variety of, of instance types types um, that we offer. And these instance types, EC2 instance types, are, are basically capable of running what your job needs. And, and one of the instance types that we support are the P-series, GPU instance families, P2s and P3s. And these instances are supported through batch. So if you have a workload that needs to be accelerated from a, a GPU processing perspective, you can spin up your, your batch computer environment and have it um, use you know, P instances, the, the, the accelerated GPU accelerated instances. And therefore, you can then run your, you know, your GPU GPU-based batch processing jobs on top of, of AWS Batch. And then you let the compute environment within Batch, you know, go figure out how to provision those those GPU instances for you, run your jobs and shut them down when, when the jobs are finished. And you've got control over which components of the job are going to use those accelerators. It's not just like, well, if I turn on you know, the P-series, for example, access, then um, it's it's just going to run on everything. Um, <laughs> right. it's, it's You're, you're choosing. <laughs> you're choosing where it goes, aren't you? Still got control. You are. You are. In the job definition, you can tell it what, what kind of capabilities the different instances in the computer environment are supporting. And so you can, you can you know, point the different jobs into the appropriate job queue and therefore the appropriate EC2 instance types for your workloads. Yeah. So if you don't need the accelerator, then clearly you wouldn't run a job on them because they can um, potentially be more expensive than running on the, let's say the, the compute series, the C series or the M's or the R's, but definitely you can point your jobs at the appropriate compute environment. And even when we're using some of those more uh, sophisticated or, or high performance instance types, for example, the P family, they're still using spot as well. So we're not, we're not trading off. I want fancy compute versus spot, we can still get both, can't we? Absolutely. So so spot supports uh, all instance types as well as batch itself. And the other neat thing about batch is because it is containerized, it can actually bin pack jobs onto your instances. Since you're able to tell a job to the job definition, you know, how much how much memory and CPU a given job is going to take. If an instance is capable of running more than one job, it can actually bin pack the jobs on that to, so that you're not wasting any resources. And so that helps a couple of things. It helps with scale and it also helps you to be more cost effective um, when you're running your, your 
your jobs on that. And that's really useful for customers because it's the it's the optimization piece that becomes a big ticket item when you're operating at scale. And we have you know, customers using hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, like lo- lots and lots of CPUs at the one time. So any opportunity to make them work as hard as possible is a good one. Let me ask you this one. Tell, tell us a, a, a customer story. What's an example of a customer that, uh, that has used this technology? One of my favorites is, is around Western Digital. So, you know, Western Digital makes hard drives, I think, as we all know. But something that's really important to them is to actually simulate failures. And so the way to do that is, is really to just run the, run the simulation over and over and over at scale. So, so Western Digital actually wanted to run a very large scale simulation. And so we helped them do this and they were able to actually run 2.5 million HPC tasks across 40,000 EC2 spot instances. And they used AWS Batch to generate the initial data sets that, that, that they then fed into their grid scheduler that ran on top of, of the spot instances. It's a really interesting and fun story there where you can see a real world practical use case for needs needing compute resources at scale. And, and at this scale, you really, you really want to be cost effective as, as you're doing this. And so, you know, again, they, they were able to use Batch to, to set up and seed that initial data set, which they then fed um, into, into this large scale run. You know, there's a blog about this that, that you can check out if you just search for it and you'll be able to find it there. Um, perhaps we can link to it in some way here on this Absolutely. post. Yeah, we can certainly link to it in the show notes. Now, it's interesting because we talk about scale, we tend to talk about big. So you talked about tens of thousands there, but What's the entry level? Like if, if I'm doing smaller kinds of jobs, does Batch still make sense? It does because Batch will only spin up the compute resources that you need. If you need a single instance, that's perfectly fine to Batch and that's all you will pay for. So again, there's no cost to running Batch directly. You only pay for the resources that it spins up and it is capable of understanding what your job requirements are because you have complete control over that. You have complete control over which instance types Batch can use for your compute environment. You can select indi- individual instances instances or you can tell it to use families or optimized instance uh, instances based on your job and it will just figure all of that out for you and again you can tell it how much it's allowed to scale up to how much can it scale down to and it will just figure all of that out for you and Chad, you recently recorded a, a video that we'll link to in the show notes that sort of is a, is a bit of a getting started. What, is it, what does it cover for customers? Yeah, it, it walks through what we talked about earlier where, where you, you asked about, you know, how long does it take to set up a, a, a batch environment and actually do some work? And in this video, I walk through this step by step. You know, it's a few commands from the CLI. I also have a corresponding CloudFormation template that can that can walk through this, this same environment. But yeah, the idea is to just show, you know, how quick and simple it is to spin this, this whole environment up and save money and 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 you know have fun with it all at the same time very nice yeah getting started it's pretty easy lots of templates and examples which is great chad thanks so much for coming on board and uh telling us all about it thank you simon for for having me it's been a pleasure speaking with you and thanks everyone for listening we do love to get your feedback adobespodcast at amazon.com is a place to do it and until next time keep on building